Remember when you received that amazing, awesome, game-changing idea that you prayed, fasted, and promised God that you would do right by if he blessed you with it? Question, how are you treating that blessing? How are you nourishing that gift? Are you being a good steward of God's promise? If you're short on an answer, this week's edition of the Go Creator Go podcast should be an answered prayer for you. In this edition, I talk about the keys to maintaining your God-given gifts and your creative blessings. I'm Antoine Bean. This is Go Creator Go. Let's do it. Welcome to the Go Creator Go podcast. I'm Antoine Bean. I am your host. Thank you. Thank you. And I pray that everything is well with you guys on another edition of the Go Creator Go podcast. Let me tell you something. It has been an amazing time to be a creative in the Lord. God loves y'all so much that he made a blizzard so you guys can create stuff for him. (laughs) Hallelujah. God bless every single one of you guys. My name is Antoine Bean. I am a content creator, award-winning content creator. I am a director, film director, documentary director. I'm a music video director. I'm a content creator online with social media. I'm a a media consultant. I have several decades of experience in this industry. I'm a writer. I'm an author. I have the have the privilege of working with very talented individuals and I want to bring my knowledge of this business and my knowledge of being a Christian which is more important than any of those things to the world of podcasting with the Go Creator Go podcast. This is a place where creatives gather and the Go Creator Go podcast is a place that the creatives can really let their hair down and be free in the Lord. There are a lot of Christian creators out there. There are a lot of believers who love God, who uh, work in secular arenas as creatives, but they really have no outlet. Ladies and gentlemen, this place is for you. This is the Go Creator Go podcast. My name is Antoine Bean. Welcome. In this episode, I want to talk to you guys about something that has been on my heart for several weeks. When I came up with this idea, I got it in my prayer time, as with a lot of the ideas that God blesses me with for this show. But this one really touched home for me. You've heard the term iron sharpens iron, right? You know how when you are around other believers who are sharp in the word of God, who are knowledgeable in the things of Christ, that they kind of challenge you and kind of keep you up to par with your biblical knowledge, with your spiritual understanding. A lot of that happens in our industry, in the industry of media and entertainment and the arts. You know, you run across people who are amazing video producers. You run across people who are incredible video editors and directors, writers, uh, artists who paint, etc. These people 
that you're associated with, that God has blessed you to be in their circle and in their company. They are better than you, yes, but you learn from them. Mind you, I said the key word being learn. You don't necessarily steal, <laughs> you know, and that happens too, you know, where people try to see what you're doing. And next thing you know, something that you were doing is now part of their arsenal and that's stealing. But that's a whole nother podcast. I actually talk about that on another edition. So check out the archives if you want to check that out. But in this situation, I'm talking about people who are like minded, who want to do better. People who want to sharpen their skills, hone their focus, make their craft better to not only be a blessing to the kingdom of God in which they serve and which we serve, but to just be an overall better creative, just to do things better and produce better content, right? This edition, I want to talk about that. I really want to address that, how to take care of or do routine maintenance maintain your creative gifting. The foundational scripture this week is from Chronicles, first Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. This is from the new living translation. And by the way, all of our scriptures that we reference in all of our shows, all of our episodes are in the description box below. If you want to check it out and study them for your own study time and use them as reference for you. And this is from first Chronicles chapter 12 verses, verse 32. From the tribe of Ishakar, there were 200 leaders of the tribe with their relatives. All these men understood the signs of the times and knew the best course for Israel to take. Now, how does that relate? As a creative, you're probably asking, how does this relate to me creatively? I'll tell you, the tribe of Ishakar were these individuals who, the now mind you, I'm about to get deep with some biblical teaching here. <laughs> so, when there were there were 12 tribes of Israel, right? All of them were born unto Jacob, right? Who was the grandson of Abraham. Now remember, Abraham was given the promise that he would have all the children. He would have so many children. He'd be the father of many nations. Well, those nations ended up being the tribes of Israel through his grandson, Jacob. Okay. So Issachar, was one of Jacob's kids and his tribe was known for being extremely versed and knowledgeable in the times and the changes of the seasons. Very wise individuals, very uh, esteemed people who basically had great discernment and who kept abreast of all of the changes and things that were happening. They were very ingenuitive, very inventive uh, and and just creative people, more than likely, and just came up with a lot of great concepts and ideas. That is how I believe the Christian creative should be. Literally a model of the tribe of Ishakar. If you want to just take a group from the 12 tribes and do that, Ishakar would probably be a good description of that. Just creative individuals who were always ahead of the curve. And not necessarily, not necessarily with you know, being artists or songwriters or musicians, but they were also, you know, people who did inventing. They were business people. 
You know, they did trading. They did, you know, marketing and, and, and advertising and things like that. And they were always ahead of the curve and knew the times and seasons. They knew, man, how did you know that there was going to be a, a, a economic windfall? How did you know that there was going to be a, a famine in the land? How did you know that there was going to be a, a poor, you know, uh, crop in this season? How did you even know that? God gave them insight on the times and the seasons and creatives should be the same way. Right now in our country, I know this is dated, but, you know, if you listen to this later, but historical reference right now, we're dealing with, you know, pandemics and, you know, power outages and water being bad and grids being down, blizzards in Texas and things like that in Tennessee. And so you you have to think about, man, you know, nobody didn't see this coming per se. There's there, there are no companies that are ready for calamities like this. Is there anyone or any company or any individuals that are in place to say, you know what, in case this happens, let's do this? No, nobody stepped up and has said that. Or if people have said that, eh, probably got put to the side because there was no benefit for that individual who didn't recommend it. You know what I mean? Because, you you know, of course, you deal with jealousy when you're dealing with ingenuity. Again, another podcast. But you have to be as a creative ready to pivot, as you hear a lot of pastors say today, you know, when it comes to things of, of God and things of changes in the world, you have to know how to pivot. You have to know how to move and shake and get things going to still keep that flow happening for you, not just creatively, but spiritually. It is essential for every believer that we maintain a right standing with God and live a life of creativity and blessing that honors him. You know, routine maintenance is a must for a Christian believer. You have to stay attuned with God. And the best way to do that is prayer. That's the best way to do that. Matthew chapter six, verses nine. When the disciples, I'm not reading yet, but I'm just giving you some, some, you know, lead into this. So the disciples noticed that Jesus would always kind of go off to himself and they would pray, right? He would pray and then he would come back and he would do these amazing miracles, signs and wonders. Well, one particular time after he did this, he said, man, you know, the, the disciples kind of said to themselves, man, like, how does he do? What is he saying? What is he doing when he goes to pray? Because when he comes back, he's doing these amazing things. We need to ask him. <laughs> so when Jesus came back after praying one time, I was isolated on the mountain to himself and he came back to the disciples. The disciples asked him. Lord, uh, teach us, teach us how to pray. And so when he did that, when he, he asked, he asked them that he was touched in his heart when he asked them, first of all, when they asked him, first of all, about that. And so then he said, OK, well, you know what? No problem. I will teach you how to pray. And and so it starts with uh, I'm going to go back. I'm going to start with chapter five. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. Verse six. But when you pray, this is it. Go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. 
And when you pray, verse 7, don't babble on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them. For your father knows exactly what you need to pray for before you even ask him. Pray like this. And of course, he goes into the Lord's Prayer, which we all know. I hope we do. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom and the power forever and ever. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So he teaches them this. And then he turns around and says, if you forgive those who sin against you, this is verse 14, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive you. Right. So he just goes into this whole thing as if, you know, why did he specify the forgiveness part of all that part? He mentioned the part about the forgiveness. We have to have a heart of forgiveness and a heart of repentance. We have to come to our father in prayer with a loving, forgiving heart, right? And doing that opens the door to receive God to do work in us. That's good. Yeah, it received, man, I'm telling you, God is so good. I love his word. Maintenance is defined, according to the dictionary, as an act of keeping property or equipment in good condition by making repairs, correcting problems, etc. The act of causing something to exist or continue without changing. The act of providing support for someone or something or financial support provided for a person's living expenses. That's what maintenance is. It's basically taking care of something that's valuable. How are you maintaining and doing maintenance on your gifting? How are you doing that on what God has blessed you with? You know, we talk all about um, prayer. We talk all about, um, you know, uh, tithing you know, taking care of, you know, financial responsibility. That's routine maintenance. Tithing is, right? Giving and offering. That's routine maintenance on our on our finances. We talk about prayer of over us. We just got through talking about the Lord's prayer over our daily life. We talk about routine maintenance and prayer when it comes to protection, according to Psalm 91. And we also talk, we also do maintenance on our items and accessories. Like we get our cars, oil changes, right? We, you know, we change the roofs on our house when they leak. You know, we fix the plumbing. We do maintenance on the plumbing when the pipe leaks or when it bursts or whatever, right? You know, they, we change the filters in our air conditioning units so they won't go bad. That's routine maintenance. We need to do the same thing when it comes to us in our gifting. The Bible has an interesting way of looking at maintenance. Maintenance is sustenance, right? It supports the means of supplies of food, clothing, and other conveniences. And labor contributed little to maintenance is detrimental to the, to what's needed to be maintained. It's a means of support and protection, defense, vindication, Continuance, security from failure or decline. 
it's in the law, it is a it is considered to be unlawful in the Bible to not do routine maintenance on what you have been blessed to have. That's Old Testament law. Did you hear what I said? You, you would be considered unlawful to not take care of the blessing that God gives you. Don't believe me? Read the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy goes into strict detail about if you do this, then God will bless you. If you fail to do this, then God will curse you, right? I, it, as a matter of fact, the book of Deuteronomy goes into this parable, into these contrasts situation so much that it's too much to even put in the in the notes you need to read deuteronomy to see what i'm saying particularly deuteronomy 28 deuteronomy goes into strict detail about how important it is to keep maintaining your blessing the things that god has given you it is important for creative people to do maintenance and how to create and operate in a creative assignment that you have been given based on how you maintain that, right? There are dangers into not maintaining your gift. You're not about your word. People don't believe what you say or what you do. If you don't do proper maintenance, what I mean by that is you're not, a, if you don't take care of what's been given, if you're not a good steward of it, you can't be trusted, basically. So if you, if you can't be trusted, you're not about your word because your word is your bond. And that's biblical, by the way. It develops a fear of losing things because you're just doing things just to get by. You're not doing it because you're, you know, you, you're not doing what's required. You're only doing what you can to just get through what you need at that moment. So you develop this fear of losing it because you know that you're half taking care of it, which leads into poor stewardship. We talked about that before. We got to be a good steward of what your blessing is. You have bad credit with others and a lack of trust, which goes into not about your word. And it results in the ultimate loss of blessing. You think God's going to bless? <laughs> you think God's going to bless you if you don't take care of the things he gives you? No, not so much. He's, he's not going to do that. So what's the answer? How do we keep positive maintenance on the things that God has blessed us with. I will tell you, Daniel chapter two, verse 21, the first, this is, this verse is very key to the first point, which is learning to stay current. Remember the tribe of Ishikar, right? Right. Okay. So they learned to stay current because of the blessing that was endowed on them by God himself. And they kept that blessing going. So they stayed current. Daniel, even though he was not, we do not know what tribe he was part of. He exercised this principle. And it's here in this verse, chapter two, verse 21. This is from the NIV. And he changed the time and the seasons. He removed kings and he set, set up kings. He give wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. Daniel wrote about that talking about God. 
and meaning that he reverenced that wisdom that God had and possessed and prayed for that. And that's how he was able to get the wisdom that he needed to advise people like King Nebuchadnezzar, King Darius, you know, and people like that and maintained an upstanding position in Babylon. A country and a kingdom that occupied him as a slave, by the way, but he was able to be the number two man in all of Babylon because he knew the times and seasons. He maintained his gifting. Hallelujah. So he stayed current. The second point is build a maintenance strategy. I have two verse, two scriptures for this. Mark chapter one, verse 35. In the early morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went away to a scheduled place and was praying there. Remember earlier I said about how Jesus went to himself, prayed. And when he came back from prayer, did all these amazing miracles, signs and wonders. He did. He received a maintenance strategy as he prayed. He had a strategy of how he took care of himself and how what he knew to expect when he went out into the world, he prayed first. He went by himself and prayed. Now, according to theologians, Jesus and the disciples normally would wake up around five in the morning because remember, they walked everywhere they went. OK, so it would take hours to sometimes days to get where they needed to go, which means for Jesus to get up before them to go pray while they were getting either sleep or getting ready. That meant that Jesus had to get up about 3 a.m. So that meant that Jesus got up two hours before the disciples did to head out to pray. He prayed for two whole hours before they were even ready to go. So he was already charged up, maintained, did his routine maintenance in prayer received his instruction from the Lord, from the Father, and was ready to go when they were just waking up. That is a perfect example of building a maintenance strategy. The next one is Psalm chapter 5, verse 3. In the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning, I will order my prayer to you and eagerly watch. Watch in expectation as I do routine maintenance in prayer and commune with you for the instructions of the day and of my life. So build a maintenance strategy, point number two. And the third point is prepare for the unexpected. In other words, be ye ready. Be ye ready, saints. I know y'all have heard that phrase before. First Thessalonians chapter five, verses one through six. But according to the times and seasons, brethren, there you go, times and seasons, you have no need that I should write to you for you yourselves know perfectly that the day, that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they shall not escape. But you brethren are not in darkness. In other words, you know, the times and the seasons so that this day shouldn't overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not in the night or nor in the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Preparing for the unexpected, right? 
Those are the three points. So learn to stay current, build a maintenance strategy, prepare for the unexpected. Those are the answers of staying maintained. Of course, there are blessings of being maintained, just like there are bad things we talked about. There are blessings in that. You accentuate your gift when you hone on it, when you make it better, when you focus on it and give it the attention that it deserves. Your exposure will increase. The more you do it, the more people will check it out. The more consistent you are, I know you've heard that tons of times, especially when it comes to social media. The more consistent you are, the more people will see. Even the algorithm will adapt to what you're doing. The more time you dedicate in developing your craft, the more you'll learn about what you are capable of. You'll know your strengths and your weaknesses and you're you're able to adapt to that and increase, you know, your strengths. You will develop more credibility as a creative and as a skilled individual. Amen. That is very true. The more mistakes you make, the more you learn from them and what you need to avoid in the future. No one knows your weaknesses better than you. No one knows your weakness better than you. When you see it and recognize it, if you're giving it maintenance, you know, okay, I know I shouldn't do that. I know that doesn't work for me. I'm going to try this. And you're able to do that. Your understanding of your gift will continually develop, making you increasingly more valuable as an expert in your field. I can attest to that firsthand. That's That's how my media consulting came about. People started to recognize that I was more consistent in what I was doing, how I was doing it, and the excellence of what God was putting in me to produce was looking better and better. People love being a part of seeing your growth develop. So they can turn around and say, man, I remember when you first started, man, you had that show. Man, you did that show, that one episode online in the pandemic, man. I remember that, man. Look at you now, man. You 40, almost 50 episodes deep, man. I remember that, man. You on, on radio and everything. Wow, that's cool. People love being a part of the journey. And they love watching your growth and their progress. And you'll be amazed how many people will support you in the, in the, in the midst of that. The more you learn, the more you can teach other people. Again, it can be a discipleship uh, method, an evangelism type situation. And it can also be a profitable situation business-wise. Like I said, with the consulting, there have been tons of churches that have come to me. And I have been blessed to be able to consult some of these ministries and help them get things going as a result of my consistency with my gift and being a good steward of it. Amen. Your self-confidence will increase as long as you're growing with time spent and mistakes made. You will get better. There's no such thing as continuing to do something and get worse. <laughs> There's no such thing. If, if you are, are trying to learn to play guitar, the more time you give that guitar, the better you will get at it. I don't care how late you start. I don't care how long you play. I don't care how long you, what you know before when you first start and what you don't know when you first start, you will improve. That's just, that's just the law of it. The more honed your gift is, the more you will stand out in your field. As you develop and grow, you develop a niche. If you develop a niche, then you're able to grow in your gifting in that particular area and people are going to start talking about you. 
because they're going to see how effective you are with that particular area. The further you go, the more you can create because your understanding of your ability has grown. That's very true. As you develop yourself more in your particular field, you'll learn stuff along the way that you didn't know. And, and more than likely, if you didn't know, they probably didn't know either. I mean, clients and perspective, you know, people that you'll work with. So by knowing that, that gives you, again, knowledge of the times and seasons. Your craft, your gift makes, can make transitions in other mediums. If you feel that's, that's where you need to go. It, it helps it make a smooth transition. I'll give you an example. So let's say uh, you are doing it for church, right? And you're doing media for church. You're doing the camera. You're doing the, the, the virtual stuff for church. But you get approached by somebody who may work at a law office. And they'll ask, you know what? You know, we're doing these virtual courts now because, you know, the virus and everything like that. Can you help us set up a virtual space in the office where we can, you know, basically feed out to these courtrooms and give our testimony and blah, blah, blah. Because of your knowledge of what you've been doing at church for the last year. Yeah, sure can. (laughs) And they'll pay you for it too. Handsomely. Yeah, that's happened. That's happened to me. The more of a career you can make out of it, the better. And what I mean by that is, is, Some people are doing this as a hobby and it's turning into something more. That same thing can be applied to you. The more value you have as a creative, owning your experience, the more you can charge. Hear me what I say. (laughs) It's about supply and demand. Simple as that. Sure, there are a lot of people out there doing it, but they're not experts at it. (laughs) Selah. They're not experts at what they do. So you have expert knowledge. You have understanding. So utilize that to your advantage and charge these people. Charge people that want to utilize your gifting and your knowledge and what you know. All right, next up, your understanding of how other things and processes work, they will improve. They will get better. As you sharpen your gift, as you make do the maintenance that's necessary, you'll learn new things, get understanding of processes and do quote unquote shortcuts and what you were doing, because of course, technology improves. And so does the knowledge and information improves as more people, you know, drop their knowledge and information and more people you connect with will say, hey, you know, you can do this and, you know, do these steps and get to a faster result if you do this. It's just like getting coached. You know, if you're playing basketball, they'll say, well, move your right your right arm down a little bit and you're able to get more of a balance with the ball. And you, and you get an effective shot. Same thing. The more of a legacy you will leave behind. That probably is one of the biggest things about obeying God. He will make your name great. He will make your name great. That is actually a biblical promise. It is. Well, here are some scriptures that will bless you in the blessing of being maintained in Christ. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Study to show thyself approved, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightfully dividing the word of truth. Not only do you have to be maintained in your gift, you need to be maintained with the word of God. Having the word of God on your side, 
gives you understanding and balance. And it gives, it strengthens your purpose. Because if you know you have the word of God behind you, there's nothing that can touch you. Maintaining yourself when it comes to uh, negative situations or as some uh, spiritual people would say spiritual warfare whenever you're dealing with opposition. Deuteronomy chapter 20 verses 1 through 4. When you go to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots and any army bigger than your own, you shall not be afraid of them for the Lord your God is with you. He brought you up out of the land of Egypt and when you draw near to the battle, The priest shall come forward and speak to the people and shall say to them, listen, hear, O Israel, today you're drawing near for battle against your enemies. Let not your heart faint. Do not fear or panic or be in dread of them. For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory. Amen. Amen. And with overcoming your enemies is 1 Samuel chapter 30. Verse eight, then David asked the Lord, shall I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch them? And the Lord told him, yes, go after them for you will surely recover everything that has been taken from you. Hallelujah. And the last scripture, Romans chapter 13, verses one through five, let every person be subject to the governing authorities For there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you rather have to fear the one who is in authority than do what's good? And you will receive his approval for he's God's servant for the, for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid for he does not bear the sword in vain for he is the servant of God an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore one must be subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of cons- conscience. So that is regarding maintaining honor and spiritual authority. You must have honor to those who are over you. And that is a good way of being, of practicing your humility and knowing your position in the body of Christ and in, and in, in the world, you know, everybody wants to be at the head of the table. I get that, but there's nothing wrong with being an amazing number two guy. So there's nothing more important then maintaining that honor. you got to maintain that honor and having a right standing with the people that God has assigned to your life. In conclusion, having a new thing is amazing. New people, new jobs, new ideas, new possessions. And when those new things spring into new connections, new businesses, new blessings, it is exciting. Believe me, God understands this. After all, it was he that opened the doors for us to receive them in the first place. He even blessed us with his word and spiritual gifting like prophets and apostles and pastors to confirm them. God loves new things so much that he made receiving them biblical, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anybody is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. But it doesn't stay new, does it? 
What was once new becomes old and commonplace. And what was once fresh and glossy has sort of lost its shine. Is that the case with your gifts, your creativity, your life with the Lord? Please don't get frustrated. Over time, everything needs to be maintained. The Apostle Paul encouraged us to be vigilant about our Christian condition. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 5 through 6, he says, Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. And I trust that you will discover that we have not failed the test. He's basically saying that we need to examine ourselves and honestly judge if they were standing on our original faith. Good, yes. But just as maintaining a vehicle, we can expect to maintain our Christian way of life on a once a year service plan. <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. It's an action that we must do daily. And we can be at peak performance to be effectively creative for the kingdom of God. Remember, you have purpose as a creative and God wants to make use of it to not only be a blessing for you, but to help move his kingdom forward through you. I want to take time right now to invite you to have a relationship with the Lord. Repent from your old way of sin and turn to a new life in Christ. The word repent actually means to turn away from leaving your old self behind. Just like Corinthians says, Paul said to them, be a new creation and let the old person that was you pass away and let the new person shine through. To do that requires being maintained in Christ. To do that requires standing as a new person, standing with a new ideal and leaving old things behind. I invite you to do that today as you listen to this podcast, to connect with a kingdom ministry. Virtual ministries are all over the place. And a lot of them, I mean a lot of them, really love the Lord. And you should connect with them and learn greatly from them. You also need to connect with biblical, sound, Christ-centered individuals, people who love the Lord and people who want to see others prosper in Christ. Connect with them. And join with them in the move that is the body of the Lord, the, the body of believers. Be a part of what God wants your purpose to be. And that is to live in Christ, to be free in Christ, and to live your life to its peak performance in God. I want to pray for you guys. Father, thank you for these amazing people, these amazing creatives. I pray, God, that you bless them in every area of their lives, that you remove stagnation from them, that you, Father, bless them, Father, to do maintenance on their hearts as they pray with you, as they, Father, invite you into their giftings to strengthen them, to encourage them so they may know the time and seasons. So, Lord, that they may be effective, Father, to do a good work for you and your kingdom. Father, that they may be effective vessels and instruments. Father, that they may help change the world that you created for them, that they walk in purpose, that they walk in strength, that they walk in dignity, that they walk in authority, that they walk in your light, God, and that they walk in true integrity. That, Father, that you bless them, Father, to be corrected in you, that you bless them, Father, to grow and increase in you, to get wiser in you, to, so they may know not only the times and the seasons, but they may know the actions and the positions to take place to make their gifting work for them. 
Father, I thank you, God, that you strengthen them and bless them and their families, that you heal and restore them and recover what was lost. Father, bless them if they're without power right now or if they're if they're having issues with their water. Father, Father, bless them and restore them. Father, we pray for Texas. We pray for Tennessee. Father, we pray, pray for our nation, God, and we pray, God, that your will be done and you, Father, restore what was lost to all of us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, guys, God bless every single one of you. I thank you guys so much for being a part of the movement that is Go Creator Go. Be sure to follow us on social media and check out the book. Yes, we do have a book. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, we have a book. It is called Go Creator Go, Activating Your God-Given Creativity and the Journal journaling your God creativity, go creator, go. Both of them are available on our website, on my website, on AntoineBean.com. And it's a devotional dedicated to Christian creatives. It is filled with all types of proof and receipts of understanding that being a creative Christian is biblical. So God bless you. And until next time, peace. Go Creator Go is recorded at the studios of Triumph Media Works in Memphis. For more information on what we're doing here at Go Creator Go and at Triumph Media Works and anything that we have going on, check out the website at AntoineBean.com. Don't forget the Go Creator Go book and journal, Activating Your God-Given Creativity, is available now on Amazon. You can access the link through Go Creator Go by AntoineBean.com. And check out all of our previous episodes of Go Creator Go. We got like 40 plus episodes, guys. I would love for you guys to be a part of the movement. That is Go Creator Go. Follow us on social media at Go Creator Go on Instagram and Facebook. God bless everybody. I'll see you. Peace.